Welcome back to It Was Murder. <laughs> the number one podcast about heart to heart in Play. the world. <laughs> Is that soothing? <laughs> I find it alarming. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes I'm real touchy. Secondhand embarrassment. I know. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to do it though. It's, it's is so, Joe. So, is this one yours? Is so close to Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Eric Blood, the mm-hmm. diehard romantic. Mm-hmm. Romance heart. isn't dead. Never. I'm Elenito, the devoted lover. And I'm Joe Garber, the expectant virgin. And tonight we're talking about night horrors. Night horrors. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> The scooby Dooist <laughs> episode of Heart to Heart there has been yet. <laughs> so far. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so I have to start with the Minute Max. It's going to be a real a real chore. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to do it. This is going to be a struggle for all of us. We apologize in advance. I know. Hopefully you guys find it really funny when we stumble through these. Jesus. So, uh... Max and Freeway are watching 1931 Dracula starring Bela Lugosi when uh, Jonathan <laughs> and Jennifer are driving to Monaco to <laughs> their friend's haunted house uh, for a dinner party. Uh, they get to the dinner party. Everyone is wearing amazing clothes. Uh, mm-hmm. They meet some real kooks. They meet Nina Van Pallant, who is my fa- one of my favorite actresses. Um, they meet Gladys, who is the best. They meet a shitty author and <laughs> they meet a butler and their their weird friends Amanda and uh, and Fred uh, they go on a treasure hunt to look for the jewels that are hidden around the house there's secret passages there's a bunch of stuff there's a priest who shoots or there's a priest who pulls a gun because they think they found a jewel uh, then they go dig up a grave and uh, there's there's jewels in it. And that's it. That was, I can't do it. That's the end. <laughs> that's definitely everything that happened. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to go. Jonathan and Jennifer are invited to their weird friend's mansion house for a dinner party. And when they get there, they meet a bunch of colorful characters uh, and the host is nowhere to be seen. Later on at dinner, the host arrives with his head decapitated head on a platter and that actually did scare me <laughs> and they lift the silver thing off and it's the host's head uh just kidding he's still alive and he tells them that there's a treasure hunt and they must split off into pairs and go around the house looking for the previous owner of the mansion's treasure um some crazy zany shit happens and they end up back in the living room after a priest pulls a gun on jennifer and somebody kills the priest because they find out that the host thought that he was it was a prank treasure hunt but there actually is real treasure and so somebody got murdered over it so they need to figure out who it was turns out it was this shitty author i think it was him i actually don't really fully know it was and they found a box of gems and that's the end of the episode (laughs) (laughs) just the best at it (laughs) i don't know if i covered that whole i mean you did way better than i did (laughs) but i'm still so confused in my head about all the events (laughs) Hmm. all right ellen show us up no i can't i just i just expressed like such a like a love hate siblingish petulance then i was like joe's the best at it 
fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's not nice. Not nice, Ellen. I like being called the best. It's super nice. <laughs> I'll take it. I was lying. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, just kidding. <laughs> Ouch. Boosh. All right. Night horrors. I I have been drinking. Mm-hmm. Rough week, you guys. Here we go. I'm going to... I'm afraid I'm acting like if I touch the start button on my telephone that a bomb's going to go off. And it might. Here we go. Night horrors. All right. Max and Freeware are yet again living their best life while they watch 9031 Dracula. And then Jonathan and Jennifer are like, oh, we are late to the, the cocktail party because we're fucking. Also, we think our friends are weird. Fred and Amanda. And so they get to the classically like Universal Studio lot, a haunted house. Oh, like wind blowing, et cetera. The creaky door and the creepy butler. And then they get in there and it happens to be a cocktail party full of haunted house and horror movie tropes. That's right. There's the creepy uh, sinister but good looking guy there's the the creepy um like comic relief lady that you kind of hate and you think might end up being bad then there's the man of the cloth right etc cetera, etc cetera. and then there's always the paranormal lady yes. right so uh their friend fred is like oh i'm just fucking with you guys this isn't a haunted house blah blah i'm decapitated we're gonna do a treasure hunt and was like this is not fun he's and then he makes it even worse and here's where i start to hate fred you can't partner with the person you came with Fuck you, Fred. And so then everybody goes about and Jonathan's with the paranormal lady and then she goes into a trance almost immediately and she's like, oh, and Jonathan's like, I'm going to announce seller. And there's the, the uh, real estate lady and she's super drunk. And then Jonathan hears the reverend being like, Jennifer, you found the jewel. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Shit. That's my worst one ever. I think it was one of your best. You got the most detail. You got some. You got That's some, always my Achilles heel. Got some major zings. Down in the details. Some major zings in there. So this we know um, is... Some of our listeners' least favorite episode, yeah, shocking of Heart to Heart, or of season, the se- of season one. But we do also know that it is our <laughs> experts' yeah favorite. No, expert. <laughs> it is her favorite episode of Heart mm-hmm. to Heart, season one. The diehard lover, devoted lover, devoted lover. I'm oh, a you're diehard, diehard romantic. romantic. Okay, she's a devoted lover. You're the uh, you're the prudish virgin. Yeah, prudish virgin. <laughs> we're, we're nailing it tonight, and I feel like we should just say we're possessed. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks really bad. We're all in a trance. Uh, what yeah. was that? That um, woman going into the trance? Okay, that was one of my favorite uh, things. But like, fuck, like, I love fuck. it. Why did so she good, do that? So spooky. Because that's she has to be. There has to be a paranormal investigator. Uh-huh. Because Shirley Jackson just decreed it as such there has to be a medium of some kind yep. in your haunted house situation okay. that's and, just and the sitch you can't get a better one than Nina Van Pallant no you cannot I love her and her outfit so much. is insane everyone's so outfit was good. insane really good this mm-hmm. okay this mm-hmm. episode best clothes oh the blue suit hands yeah. oh my god best yeah. clothes all of it yes. everyone was looking so good Jennifer's fucking True. velvet it was jumpsuit blood colored velvet holy crap so like, good oh and and uh, amanda their weird friend amanda with her single armed gown mm-hmm. no 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 that's gladys gladys had the peach oh wait oh, oh amanda has the and she has the ar- amanda has the arm yeah. yes uh band. it's amazing it's a, yeah it's everyone looks so good of- and it was like the colors it was it, we again we have a we have a better better thing than knives out yeah um yes with, with the colors yeah. and the the locked door mystery mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and it was so scooby-dooey and i, I that to it. me is a huge plus i, I yeah. love scooby-doo i love this kind of i love a haunted house mystery i thought this was so much fun mm-hmm. 
I really and and I think this was some of Jonathan and Jennifer's best dialogue to date. Oh. I'm surprised that we've heard that this is not a fan favorite for a lot of the really devoted fans out there because I feel like Jennifer just really owns it this episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can I can see it's yeah. like if you're not into the spooky, you know, like there's episodes that I would acknowledge. I mean, we've got some coming up that are just like Home runs, right? Yeah. Slam dunks. Whatever. I think so many sports metaphors. Um, but <laughs> the no, thank you. If you for me, the reason I love it, just to clarify, it's like I think it's a great episode. I do. It packs a lot of twists and turns into a single episode. It really does. But I God. love that it harkens back to classic horror, whether it's a Shirley Jackson gothic novel, just straight up gothic novels. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. just. I just super love it. I love the haunted house trope. Me too. And as a child, it just gave me everything I wanted because me too. <laughs> I was like pre Lydia and Beetlejuice Lydia. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I just and yeah. I and I still am. I just love the spooky. Yes. I know you guys love the spooky. Yeah. And yeah. this just it was like just getting the ultimate Halloween treat, even though it didn't air anywhere near Halloween. Which is such a waste. Are. Such yeah. a waste. Like I can't believe they No, did. it did. It was like a week later, wasn't it? No, it's in January. Is it January or February? So the first thing I noticed in this episode was that the house that they go to is the same house in, that they went to, that they were held captive in Monaco. And I actually, to, <laughs> to, totally to prevent, yeah. to prevent a, <laughs> a, a, a correction, yeah. I went back to, to with this gun I be wed and I took photos <laughs> of that house and this house. And it is, it is the, uh, what is it? P- New Hall Mansion. In Piru, California, oh, New Old, New Old Mansion, which yeah. is just north of is it Simi like Valley. a lovely California Victorian? Am I right? Yeah, with that? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's great. It's uh, been rebuilt though. But it, I thought that down. was really funny that it was that it was the same house. <laughs> it's a wedding venue now. Oh well, mm. now we know where we're getting married. Yeah, we're getting married. Mm, that's so great. <laughs> we're having a murder. Everybody's invited, and they'll they'll present us on platters surrounded by lettuce. Oh my God! Yes, mm-hmm. we'll both be decapitated. <laughs> um, I hope I'm the person in the wedding party that just gets to be rather nonsensically the orb of light that wanders through the top no. floor. You know what your role scenes. at the wedding party will be? Is you push a girl Maybe in a butler? wheelchair into oh. the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> you take me from my house. Yeah, how rude. Of you to take me from my own home. You must feel some shame. <laughs> that's your job at our wedding. You oh, dump her in the pool. That's good. Thank you, Joe, for finally seeing my uh, true <laughs> yeah. Euro trash center. Your potential. My fake Euro trash center. <laughs> yes. And You're my welcome. availability to all bridal parties. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, to kidnap a lady in a wheelchair. Shocked to no one. I've never been asked to do that by anyone. <laughs> oh, well, get, get ready. Neither have I. <laughs> Yay! I loved when the the hearts met that shitty author who's an asshole. Yeah, and he says Michael Baby. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Shillingsworth. Shillingsworth. Which I thought was, I thought was not Shillingsworth. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was Chillingsworth, and I was like, murder, "Are you serious? That's a mystery author, yeah. right?" And he yeah, says, but Shillingsworth, like Reverend Shillingsworth from the Scarlet Letter, mm. <laughs> it could have been so much more intentionally gothic. And he says, um, I have written some, uh, many books. You, you've probably heard of me. And Jonathan <laughs> immediately says, I haven't read any of them. Yeah. With- and, and Jennifer <laughs> co-signed. She's like, nope. Yeah, me either. <laughs> and then I don't know. I wrote a note down that said, the, the author says, what do we know about hell? It's a really stupid line. It, it's just a dumb thing for a person to say. And Jennifer's look after that, she is just 
very weirded out and she turns and kind of rolls her eyes a little bit. Yep. It's that's my <laughs> favorite Jennifer moment in the whole show so far, I think. Jennifer gives face yes. this entire yes. episode. Oh my she gosh, is just like so not Major having face. anybody's mm-hmm. bullshit yeah. in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I am She doesn't want to be there. No, she doesn't want to be there. Oh. No. She has to leave a I, bunch of times. I'm like, if I had that coat, I would also leave it on. <laughs> I mean, eventually she takes it off and that outfit is bomb, but it's like, yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. I was just mad that they didn't get to eat. So I like I, I was instantly angry. Like they sit down to dinner. <laughs> the host comes out on a platter, yeah. decapitated head. Funny, haha. Scared. And then me. he says, it did scare Hey, me. so we're not eating. We're going on a treasure hunt. And I was like, without dinner? Yeah. Like they, fuck they, you. Terrible host. They mention it. Not good. He, and he says, <laughs> We'll we'll eat after. And it's like, no. No, right. you let them eat first. Yeah. Come on. That's because somebody pipes up. I think uh, Shillingsworth pipes up like, what about dinner or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, you're already late. I, yeah. I, I have to save this for rewrite corner, I guess. But I, but the, <gasps> the last scene in the episode, which was one of my favorite uh, scenes of Heart mm, to Heart. Yeah. Yet, uh, mm. They should have walked in with Jack's Juicy Junkyard. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't get to fucking eat dinner and they had a, a long night. Come on, guys. Yeah, it was a long night. They should have came was. in with Jack's Sushi Junkyard. Yeah. They probably went to their favorite diner. Maybe. <laughs> on the yeah. way home. On Figueroa. Because it's romantic. Right, yeah, on Figueroa. Yeah. It's romantic. Totally. Mm, Jack's Sushi Junkyard. Oh, that diner on Figueroa? <laughs> that one restaurant? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I understand Jennifer's exasperation with this party. Mm-hmm. And I'm with her 100%, especially since the motherfuckers didn't get to eat. But <laughs> honestly, please invite me to this party. Like, I want to oh go. Oh, my God. I want to go. Too. So, me there too. Were I already have, I have multiple outfits. Can we make like a house party weekend of it? Can it be like a country house, like week-long event? And <sighs> it can because you can rent out that specific mansion. I mean, they didn't shoot mm-hmm. the interiors there. Yeah. But you can rent out that mansion for $7,000 during a weekday. <laughs> you heard it, guys. So like, we can do hey, it. listeners, if you want. <laughs> we're just. <laughs> yeah, we're sponsored. If you want to come to our Night Horrors event. <laughs> that would be amazing. Tickets are just $1,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so ready to dress up and do that. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I Now I'm I'm realizing why they didn't go this route with uh, Murder Between Friends. They went. They started this route and then went a completely mm. different route. I was like, oh, you already had this in the whatever cannon to fire at us in our faces. <laughs> so you, you didn't, you couldn't do two murder mysteries in one season. Well, I mean, I, the, uh, technically all of them are murder mysteries. But yeah. I mean, the, the Agatha Christie the, thing though. The, the, yeah. The, no, the, the, the locked door. The clue. Murder mystery, yeah, yeah. Right. Which, but which so is it's, such it's a, a good com- thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a combination of the, like the greatest elements of the classic locked door mystery, mm-hmm. the cozy mystery. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also just every, it's just jam packed with every Gothic and haunted house trope ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, <laughs> the first 10 minutes are just packed with the most, like hilariously terrible references, yeah. right? It's Was there amazing. a wolf howl when yes. they get to the door? There's multiple wolf yeah. howls, like, actually. There's and oh my hoots. God. There's howls. There's hoots. There's thunder. There's lightning. There's so the and creaky door. There's yeah. the butler. Well, and the shot of the the lightning is so hilarious. <laughs> Just yeah. like the the ultimate stock lightning, but it's like, um, they live in L.A. Yeah. 
There, like, where no are lightning. they driving to get the, yeah. the lightning? But I super love that. But, you know, where Jonathan's like, oh, it's better homes and gargoyles or, you know. Yes. When Jennifer sees the house and she's like, mm, it's early Charles Adams. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, I'm all in, you guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I love this kind of shit. I feel like we might be divided. I think Ellen and I are on the same page about one of the characters. And I think Eric loves her. Gladys. I love Gladys. Oh, I hate Gladys. Ooh, I hate Oh, my her. God, I love Gladys. <laughs> I, I love her. Gladys. Gladys is necessary. Yeah. But Gladys is the one that I'm like, hey, bitch, we're kicking you out of the lifeboat. Yeah. I've, I've, you're, the, you guys, you're the trope that I don't like. I Sorry. appreciate the role she played, and she did a really good job. But um, that actress is amazing. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Thank, God it's, her name thank is, God it's Friday, anyone, yeah. right? Her name is Muse. She's Jackie Small. from Thank She's, God it's Friday. Yeah, oh, she was also that. in yeah. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. She was in uh, Sleeper. She was great. She's, I love that her character. so much. She's terrific. I like, was, it's not about throwing shade on yeah. the actress. Yeah. I thought but she the was really good. character of Gladys, mm-hmm. I'm I like, to, oh, I like that your lip gloss matches your dress. Yeah. That's I don't know. She's the one that I would have, like, thing. at that party, she's the one that I would hang out with. Like, we would be in the wine cellar getting really? wasted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I would that be. voice. I, I like her voice. <gasps> I like her. I wanted her to die immediately. No. I was, that's that's the first thing. The first words out of her mouth. I said, I hope this character dies first. Well, <laughs> I have a question and I know we're not usually doing that thing where we're like throwing it back at each other, but really like if you were going to dress up, let's, let's go all in. Mm-hmm. If you were going to portray one of the characters from night horrors for Halloween, Mm. Which character would you be? Oh man, I would want to do a Jennifer sort of thing with the uh, the, the velvet, velvet red turtleneck and giant uh, pearl pearly necklace. I'm Nina Van Pallet. I'm Nina Van Pallet, one hundred percent. Because mm. I, I there's okay, there's <laughs> not much that I love more than a psychic, mm-hmm. uh, like especially mm-hmm. a psychic in a in a haunted house creepy story. Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And she I, was icy as fuck, too. She, she was, was cool. so cool. Mm-hmm. It's just so gorgeously Ugh. spooky. Like, it's spooky. I'll, I'll say, like, just to take a, a sharp uh, detour for a split second mm-hmm. or longer. <laughs> for, for me, this episode is masterful in the way that it throws you so many red herrings mm-hmm. that it's classic. Yeah. There's there's every single character except Jennifer and Jonathan. They give you they absolutely touch on each character to give you the thought like is it them is it them is it them because there's multiple things that you're guessing about mm-hmm. right there's multiple things that you're trying to figure out and that's one of the things that I love about it is it's just like compared to some of the other episodes there's just this episode the setting gives you the opportunity to have these sort of hilarious like mm-hmm. they don't go super camp it's just just perfect. Who are you going to dress up as? Um, Michael. Sh- sh- Michael Shillingsworth, yeah. the, the shit ass bad guy. <laughs> yeah, isn't that me? <laughs> no, you're not the bad guy. I think that you you might be a good butler. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! And only um, only for his characterization, oh. like not not for any other reason. <laughs> Did you deep dive on that actor? Did no, you see his shit? He was in in the sixties. He was one of the hosts of a show that was on the ludicrously named Los Angeles uh, television station KCOP. He was on a show called Jeepers Creepers, and he was a host. 
for a horror movie show, and he his oh, character shit. was was Jeepers Keeper. I'm sorry, but we need to see this. <laughs> Whoa! I watched clips from the show, and I was terrified. Like, no, I I went image. further. Oh my god! I know. I I went further and looked at some of the. I couldn't. I didn't find him because I was doing it really fast, but. Hmm. I looked, and the other hosts are absolutely terrifying. This is no, the, it's it's terrifying. Are you kidding? I this can't explain. The There's, it's really yeah. scary. Yeah. Holy and shit. so I'm guessing it's so they're doing like a they're hosting horror movies on KCOP, hmm. Jeepers Creepers, and I think it's like 1962 to 1965. That looks but awesome. But he hosted he hosted um, something like almost 70 episodes. I was very confused about his arc in the episode because so finally Jonathan gets bonked over the head. Finally. Right. For the first with, time. With a French copper saute pan. Yeah. And, then and put to me that elevator. either speaks to the epic strength <laughs> of Simon the butler mm-hmm. slash manservant um, or they just weren't thinking because <laughs> I almost went into my own kitchen. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to sound like a douchebag <laughs> to like. <laughs> <laughs> to what? To grab your, your copper. <laughs> <laughs> you deigned to walk into your own kitchen to grab one of your saute pans. Your copper saute pan. It's the pan. maid's day off. Joe. <laughs> oh, um, disgusting. Look, I just can't imagine knocking someone even <laughs> temporarily unconscious. Like, I, I just think, yeah. I don't think you'd be able to disable him. You'd be better off probably, well, I mean, you'd be better off hitting him with almost anything. Yeah, with your fist. I but was just, just grabs that saute pan off, off the wall and like, yeah. bonk, bonk, just long enough to get puts, him into the dumb Puts him in the dumb waiter and then later draws a gun on all of them. And yet is completely forgiven 10 seconds later. He does have a redemption arc, but yeah. he gets fired in a way that's amazingly common. That's, that great. was great. That was amazing. Yeah. But it's, it's again, like the teeter-totter aspect of, of the episode, right? Yeah. You think that the butler's the bad guy, mm-hmm. but it's then it's like, wait a second. He didn't kill the reverend. Right. A.K.A. Jerry Seinfeld's dad. Yeah. <laughs> but he had to, he said he's, he knocked Jonathan out because what was his excuse? Do you guys remember? Because Jonathan's so good at solving mysteries, he had to stop him. Stop him. Yeah. Uh, okay. It was put just him a, in a very, dumb waiter. It was a very weak mm-hmm. excuse for knocking Jonathan out. I remember that. And then he pulls the gun on all of them. Yeah. And then later on, he's behind them. They just, they just don't mind him anymore. He's around and. Well, Jonathan has the gun. That's why. Oh. Yeah, okay. Jonathan gets the gun from him and during the crazy like side eye look look all over the place scene where he keeps telling (laughs) he keeps telling (laughs) he he continually tells Dr. Lona Phelps like he gestures to her like wait here and she just follows him like as if they're glued (laughs) together at the shoulder and then he does it again like wait here. Uh. Or he's if he's not telling her to wait here he's poorly gesturing like be quiet because yeah. the be quiet thing is to put your finger to your lips. Yeah. That's our Western be quiet mm-hmm. sign. Mm-hmm. Like just, just like acting like you're patting something invisible. That's almost the same height as you means nothing. And no. it clearly means nothing to Dr. Phelps yeah. because she just comes right with Jonathan yeah. until the second time. And then, you know, Jennifer's all like, oh, no poker face. <laughs> yeah, so she's looking over his shoulder, and he's like, I know that trick. i looking over my shoulder to Which pretend like someone's moment. there. Yeah. And so then clever. Jonathan so good. grabs him, like, 
mid bicep <laughs> and and hurls him to the side and he drops the gun. <laughs> he were like really you could have gotten Jennifer killed so easily. That okay, yeah, that's a that's a ludicrous scene, but not more ludicrous than the uh, standoff <laughs> at the grave, yeah, where Jonathan and Michael are pointing guns at each other, mm-hmm. and Jennifer disarms <laughs> Michael by just throwing her purse at him. Like, yeah, are you fucking well, she kidding just, me? Like, she just high karate's that shit with her silver clutch. Yeah, she karate's his wrist, and mm-hmm. he drops the gun. Right, and, and then Jonathan shoots him in the chest. No, he shoots yeah, him in the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. And then is it over? I love that because he shoots at Jonathan first and Jonathan, instead of just shooting back, looks to where the bullet hit the grave behind him. Yeah. And it's, you could have, that's a lot of wasted time, Jonathan. <laughs> I did, I, I did like though that he shoots him, he shoots him in the shoulder and then they all single file just walk away from the grave. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. well, that's over. Yeah. Well, because they're conditioned because Jonathan earlier told them to walk single file. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) One of my favorite scenes is in the chamber because there's so many great things happening all at once. So Dr. Phelps is in her trance, right? But she's stopped the moaning phase of her trance. She's just in the sit creepily against the wall phase of her trance. Mm -hmm. Mouth slightly ajar. And then, yeah, like just whatever. And then um, the Reverend... And Jennifer, like Jennifer's like, oh, the mattress. And she is like, oh, if only I had a knife. And then all of a sudden, what's his face? Michael, I, I'm just going to call him Chillingsworth because that would be so much better. It's a better yeah. name. So Chillingsworth is there like, Ooh, with like a knife, which is like sort of like, look, I know knives. This knife is not, <laughs> that's not a knife that you're carrying around with you, okay? No. It's just not. And so he's, he, but he's all, Ooh. Right, <laughs> ding, and she's like, ah. it's so great. Like it's such a great haunted house device that people just pop up. Like everyone's just popping up, right? Mm-hmm. So he pops up. But then, can we just talk about how they have the totally unnecessary discovery of uh, Mr. Greeley's works? They find his his morphine or whatever, right? They mm-hmm. find his works. And it's like, that is so unnecessary and weird, yeah. but I super love it. And the first thing I thought of was like, oh, like, I'm just like, that's just so filthy and wrong and creepy and absolutely not touched upon in any other room, scant room left in this episode. But oh, I thought of, I thought of like God. American Horror Story and all the other things. And I'm just like, ooh, that's, that's like... Yeah. A precursor to that kind of creepy deep dive into the the old man in the mansion. Yeah. I have blocked this entire scene out of my memory until now. Mm-hmm. I'm piecing it oh, together. She where grabs they, that knife. She's like stabbing yeah. into the mattress. Yep. And they find drugs in there. And he they was, find his kit. Like out, he was a junkie. And his <laughs> yeah, he's a junkie. What was his name? Do we remember? Oh Mi- shit. whatever, Mr. Greeley. Winslow or something? Chester. Is it Winslow? No. I want to say. <laughs> I'll say Winslow. I well, remember. I like that Michael, uh, not Chillingsworth, but Chillings, Chillingsworth to me, that's the name Chillingsworth. of Chillingsworth. Um, that he says, a millionaire oxygenarian junkie. <laughs> he says it a bunch of times, right? Because like, what a great idea. A millionaire oxygenarian junkie. And I'm yeah. like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a glimpse into the writer's room. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Mm-hmm. There was a lot. Yeah, but it's, there was a it's lot very of, pre-American Horror Story. Yeah, American a, Horror. Story. A lot of little little tropey details that that didn't really go anywhere, like the the trap doors, the the, mm-hmm. the great scene of like sitting in a chair and then the wall spins <sighs> around and oh, you've yeah. disappeared. Like I, the, lo- Amanda, I, I was just joking. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, and then Gladys. The is secret just- passage with the. The burning torches. Yeah. Yes. The best. Ugh. The best. Gladys so is just All in the wine room. All secret passages have burning torches. They yes. have to. Yeah. And anyone, no who, anyone who wants an explanation can fuck right off. <laughs> I love the detail of somebody, it was dark, and somebody shined a flashlight onto the end of a candle for someone to light it. And I was just thinking, <laughs> is that necessary? Yeah, the match will do that. Yeah, the match will do that for you. That was so funny. That was a really funny. Oh, also, I love when, um, is Dr. Lorna Phelps was the one who went to France, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. yes. So Dr. Lorna Phelps, at the very beginning, when... There, the lights go out. Lights go out, uh, she and up. and then something happens, and somebody and Doctor Lorna Phelps feels something, and she says it was a gossamer like thing. It was cold, unearthly. Oh no, no, that's Chillingsworth. Oh, the just Chillingsworth, Chillingsworth. He says that because he his face is like frozen in horror, which is also like just a classic like oh, gothic okay. trope, right? Where it's like, oh, you die and your face is contorted in terror. Uh huh. Right? And but he's a writer, so it makes sense that he would speak. Gladys this way. Leary. Yeah, Gladys is like, did you mean this? And it was her. <laughs> yeah, her it's like her Tony Orlando and Dawn outfit <laughs> yeah. brushing against his yeah. face. Yeah, and he was like, yes, it I'm was so, that. I'm sorry, man. Gladys was so cool. I yeah, she was so funny. She was so. Funny funny i agree she played a great part but i just no, couldn't stand her as great. a human i can't do that one Aww. she's, she's the darlene of this episode i would have hung out with her she's the darlene of this episode for me i don't like <laughs> i don't need i i want it to just be spooky because you know like eric and joe you know like i'm not like gore or mm, right. unless termesia which i realize is a gross bias um but <laughs> <laughs> I like the spooky mm-hmm. and for me like the comic relief unless it's coming from camp yeah like the comic relief doesn't work for me and it didn't work for me as a kid either it's like look let it just be all spooky yeah no yeah. I, I was like that as a kid and I'm still mm-hmm. kind of like that but I've definitely warmed up to comic relief have you watched the mm-hmm. movie host yet the Korean movie ho- no, the no, host? no 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 oh. no it's a new movie made during quarantine mm. British movie horror movie mm-hmm. called host about uh, these people that these friends that do a Zoom seance and oh my god that's so paranormal activity Blair Witch for right now I is, love that it is the best movie I've seen Shut up. in years like it's it's the best horror movie to me that, I've seen the pitch and Joe sounds, won't watch it Joe refuses horrible. to watch it because <laughs> I heard him in the middle of the day Eric was watching it and I heard him shrieking and laughing it was like 2 p.m. I had to watch so yeah. Joe, Joe doesn't like horror movies I can't do that level of <laughs> he can't horror do it. He, although Joe does like horror movies he likes he likes like, the good ones when he watches them yeah but it's just like getting him to watch them is kind of but a the trial. ones that are actually scary and just the jump scare stuff I can't can't do that anymore. See, much like Heart to Heart, we're all at a a different place on the horror spectrum. Yeah. Right. If we're we're quantifying like haunted house tropes and whatever, it's all classified technically Mm -hmm. as horror, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And we're all at very different places. Yeah. This is is true. This is true. I'm definitely like someone come all, give it, Mm -hmm. give it to me. Everything. Mm -hmm. But, but host is, so host is, is done, you know, very verite style. Like it's very real. 
Um, it's so good. It is so much fun. It is such a fun movie to watch. Hmm, I highly I'll recommend it. it to everyone. It to me, I immediately think of what was that movie with the girl who goes missing and her dad is trying to piece together what happened and it all takes place on her desktop. Do you remember? Oh, missing? That's what I think of immediately when you talk when they yeah, talk that, about the pitch of this movie and that was horrible. That didn't... That is that one, with John Cho? Yeah, with yeah. John Cho. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that movie, but it's mm. not... It didn't do... That wasn't a horror it's movie just a to me. Cheesy, that wasn't a, it's a concept that would sell tickets that is so cheesy and horrible, I think, that yeah. it's just... I I don't like it. I really want you to watch Host. Yeah. I think it's so it. fun. I will. I absolutely It's so will. fun. And it's... But there, like Host has an element of comic relief that is so well done. Like it's so... it it It's a moment that you as a viewer realize like that's why comic relief exists in horror. Mm-hmm. That's okay. why, mm-hmm. because you need, I need to break the tension suddenly. Yeah. And to me, Gladys, uh, even though I didn't find this episode scary, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I do like, I like, I like the character How that doesn't, that doesn't think anything is scary. Like I like the yeah. character that's like, fuck this. This is funny. And host yeah, has that character and it's classic trope. Fucking perfect. Mm. Host is great. Please watch Host. Did you, the end. <laughs> Ellen? Did you- I mean, it serves a purpose, right? I mean, we all know that. But Eric, you know, like I, I'm like classic. I mean, I'm just a very, very much like a '70s cinema person, right? '50s yeah. and '70s, right? But it's, it's something where I, the classics, like I, I super love. But I have come to realize, um, of course, that I have to start folding things in because classics are made every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, like yeah. it's, it's just about updating that idea. Mm-hmm. So I always appreciate your insight, especially because I think like you have such an investment in the horror genre. Like my focus on horror genre is totally like weird. Like it's it's more um, a physical culture thing, right? Yeah. Like it's it's a visual, like a tangible culture thing versus. Um, cinematic in many ways so i mm-hmm. i look to you for those recommendations a million percent well, so I'm happy to give them happy to give them. i know <laughs> i know but it's like can we just give a shout out to the host that <laughs> movie? oh the the bong joon ho movie totally I, you know what i need to watch that again because i i saw that when it came out and i didn't i didn't care for it but i love love his movies yeah that, so it's now a weird that i one. know him it's i, I th- want to see it again i think it's like a um it's a plot line we're not used to or something it is a very strange plot line of it's it's, it's the idea of like like this monster yeah. that is not entirely terrifying right there, yeah. there's these comic elements of the monster and uh-huh. it's just very clever like it, yeah. it's such a social satire element yes yeah um it's really great did you find any moments in this episode actually scary, Ellen, of night horrors? No, but <laughs> <laughs> Joe Joe got scared by the head. I really did. It really shocked oh. me, and I knew it was coming. Um, I knew something is, was this coming. This is why Joe can't watch horror movies. No, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like as, as a child, like I just, I just, like I said, like it's like pre Lydia, Lydia. Like I mm. just lived for that, and I, I mm. have wondered about it. Which I don't think takes away the magic of it, but to me, like Halloween was was you know as an October uh, baby, like Halloween is just my moment, and mm. to me, like it was just something that spoke to me and was a, it's 
seated right in the heart of the, of the season where I felt the most empowered as a child. And I just loved it. You know, like yeah. I love school, <laughs> like I love all of it. <laughs> like I was a fat kid and kind of like fat adult, like sweater weather, yeah. you know, like all of it. Ooh, the and extra so layers you get to wear. Anything that <sighs> was spooky just felt like for me, even things that weren't spooky, but were just Halloween-y, mm-hmm. like Oh, I just relish. And yeah. to this day, I, I super relish that. Me too. And so yeah. Yeah. for me, it's like there weren't things that scared me necessarily, which doesn't mean there's not film and TV episodes that don't scare that don't scare me. It's it's about the spookiness for me. Like mm-hmm. that's why, you know, I acknowledge that the gore is not necessarily for me, although mm-hmm. like I've done it, you know, and like things like Halloween, Friday the thirteenth, all that shit I can get with it. Yeah. But I'm not gonna do the entire final destination situation Ooh. or whatever. Like Oh well that's fun just, though. That's <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Those are but, fun. Like I don't want to see all the entrails necessarily. Like I think I'm much more like a Chinese ghost story. Yeah, I'm not type a type of person. I'm yeah. not a gore. I don't seek out gore. I tolerate it, and sometimes it's done to an effect that's really effective and and good. gore happens. Yeah, gore Ugh. happens. But I, I'm also like I am way more the slow burn. Yeah, like I am yeah. the ghost in the corner guy. Like if you can if you could show me a shot, and suddenly I notice that there's something that shouldn't be there or something moves that should yeah, move. That is cool. That is my shit. Like yeah. that is my absolute shit. I live for these moments and I live for them in a really kind of obnoxious way <laughs> I, because I will watch everything. I will watch every horror movie. I'll watch yeah. every scary Halloween episode of TV, TV all of right. them just because I want that feeling. I want that little adrenaline boost. And I was just so star for it. I mean, there just wasn't like, as I'm systematically reading my way through every single book in the juvenile section and then moving on, it's like <laughs> the books that were about ghosts, like the books that were about witches, all of those books, like I just, Oh my God, mm-hmm. that's just where I live mm-hmm. and continue to live. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just have a thirst for that that's never, it's never slaked. Hmm. Yeah. Never, I, never. And yeah. I'm Same. constantly looking for spookiness every day, all the time. By spookiness, you're talking about kind of fun horror, right? Like the the feeling of it's scary, but we're all kind of in and on it together. And that is that spookiness to you? No, to be honest, I find it like very individualistic and very situational and also like very rooted in folklore. Like we were talking about folklore earlier, like off pod. (laughs) And it's something that that's a thread in my art practice now where I'm, I'm still circling a project about concealments and I always say it wrong, apotraics, like the evil eye. Like I'm I'm still circling this idea and it's folded in and woven in with magic mm-hmm. and the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Like I just am very much invested in it. And in particular in um, surveys of everyday people, particularly from the United Kingdom, which is where it's it feels better documented in terms of my research access where people describe those experiences and in america it's about the spiritualist movement particularly post-civil war when people really confronted death and came up with a lot of different ways to cope with it you know Uh where it's like Uh it's just it's just something that i super love so not gore but but it's that idea of the veil right between between life and death yes i love that it's about love i think it's it's all about about love and about fear i have a two-part question for the 
for both of you is what was the spookiest part of this episode of Heart to Heart? <laughs> and what is this what is the spookiest part of your life? What is the spookiest thing you've ever experienced? In real life? Yeah, in real life. Oh. So I'm sorry to do this to you. <laughs> I didn't find this episode particularly spooky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did like I, I I like that they employed spooky tropes. Wait, even when um, Je- right. Jennifer I, and Jonathan had fangs. <laughs> that okay well that Vampires is my favorite spooky. that's my favorite moment of the episode that's my favorite moment of the episode no, but not the period. it's so gorgeous yeah. it is mm-hmm. because and it's because of max's reaction to it yeah yeah like he when smiles. he just cracks up yeah i like i'm i'm getting chills like warm chills it's right so, now from so, from just thinking of it it's so delightful it's like beyond me. beyond them being actors and characters it felt like that was a very funny moment for Max in real life. Yes. Like that that it felt so real this interaction. It was so well done. It it really it so good. It feels like kinship just on the silver screens sort of. Yeah. Totally. yeah. I guess the spookiest thing was mm. Nina Van Balen's weird trance, mm. but that was so it's funny, so but it was spooky, spooky. But it is spooky. Because that's it a is. thing. That's like one of the things that I look for when mm. I'm when I'm watching a horror movie like mm. when someone is suddenly overtaken yeah. by by some an, another realm or, mm. or or something that I get I get it's into a million it. percent haunting of Hill House, right? Like yeah. it's just, it's just a classic mm-hmm. thing. Like you, it's the perfect character to have a physical being that, that bridges both those worlds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Jonathan's it's reaction to comment. it is really realistic and great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where it's kind of funny, but he's kind Jonathan's of nervous. Like so, so Goldie. Uh-huh. He's also like when he's like, I don't like your attitude or whatever. Like it's so funny. Yeah. He's he's super like <laughs> skeptic dad in yeah. this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh the spookiest thing that happened to me in re- this is so silly, but the spookiest thing that happened to me in real life mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was watching the David Lynch film Inland Empire. Oh, uh, God. I watched that whole movie by myself at night in my apartment. That's horrifying. And it was great. I love that movie. I'm watching these supplemental features and one of them is just an interview with David Lynch and it's, it's a, you know, just a single shot of him talking mm-hmm. and he gets onto a long kick about transcendental meditation. Oh, and uh, uh, I'll also add, I was stoned out of my mind. I was very, oh. very stoned. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I was young. I'm very stoned. I'm watching him talk about this and I'm completely at ease. Like the movie is over and I'm, the movie was creepy and I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. But then I'm watching this interview and he's talking about transcendental meditation. And he says, when all the things in your mind are, are combating and you, you're, you're uh, struggling to find, find balance. What do you do? What do you do, Eric? And I, I my whole body froze <sighs> like ice cold froze. And he says, you meditate. And then I realized, like, I real, I it took me a long time to realize that one of the filmmakers' names was Eric. <laughs> oh my god, that's horrifying! I had spent so much time because that movie in itself is th- almost three hours long. So I spent like g- a good four hours just stoned out of my mind, in wrapped up into this world. Yeah, and for David Lynch to say my name to me, yeah, while mm. I'm paying very close attention. Ooh. Fucking! I don't like that. Just super shivers. Like I was so fucked up about that. It was so scary, but it was also I. You know, five minutes later, I was cackling and 
thought it was super funny. Yeah. Okay, Ellen, do you have a, a spookiest moment from your life? I don't want to put you on the spot if you don't have one. Because I'm always looking for things to be spooky because I always so desperately want things to be spooky. And yeah, um, it's not necessarily spooky. And this week it seems kind of hard because it's about death, right? Mm-hmm. So when... um. When I was a kid, my mom's best friend, we actually, she actually lived at the end of the street. So she lived like not directly across from us, but two houses down and she was ill. She had cancer and we knew that she was going to pass away. And um, there was just this, this morning at breakfast where we're all sitting down and she's like, oh, did anybody hear the, the phone ring? Um, this morning and I had a phone in my room at that point because spoiled and I was I'm all, no and, uh, and shut up mom <laughs> right and she uh, said oh well the phone rang at like four this morning and I picked it up and there was nobody there and then the phone rang and it was our neighbor's husband calling to say that she had passed away Whoa. at the same time. Whoa. Um, and he was calling to let us know. And then my mom, who is like, just so like good sport, classic mom, like, yay, super positive with her two adopted negative children um, <laughs> and her jazz loving, never talking husband. Um <laughs> she got up from the breakfast table and she went, she sat down and just like looked out into the yard and she was there for a really long time that day. But it Whoa. was just the first moment in my life when I f- felt like there were forces that I didn't understand. Like she absolutely heard that. I slept at that time, of course, with like the phone, like right next to yes. my bed, Yes, you know, and I didn't hear a thing. And so I think that was a seminal moment for me. Like I had already just been wanting to believe so badly, like just the spooky kid, just the Halloween kid, like the kid that like, is just yuck. Mm-hmm. How disappointing. Um, and that moment made me realize like there are forces at play. My mother didn't, fu- she doesn't fuck like that. Mm-hmm. Even now yeah. she doesn't. But you, you know, saw how that moment affected her. Just, yeah, and so yeah. I don't know that that's a spooky moment so much as it is just I would say it is a yes. moment to acknowledge forces in nature that we maybe have not quite grasped and and thankfully have not entirely been able to understand. Yeah, Joe, did you have a a, a spooky life moment? Yeah, it's kind of yes, silly. Joe. It's I feel like is it's it a really silly than David Lynch saying your name. <laughs> No, maybe not. It was, and I'm fully aware that this is just my brain chemistry, but in 2012, I think, my friends and I went on this two-month backpacking European adventure. Well, We ended up in a town called Bruges in Belgium, which you probably have heard of. You were in Bruges, like and Colin We were Carroll. in Bruges, and it was, it was off-season. I think it was January, so nobody was there. It was a, mm-hmm. just a ghost town. It was very creepy already, just walking around in the day, very foggy and just weird. It was all elderly people because that's what you would just – they would just go and have tea. So it was all just elderly people and us, for some reason, we were there. Mm-hmm. We stayed in this hostel situation that was – in its 
a medieval town. So it was down this crazy European hallway to get to our room that was very isolated from the rest of the building. And the hostel would just lock us in at night and then leave and go to their own homes. They, it was, that was the level of, um, the business for the hostel. And I slept (laughs) on the top of a bunk bed with my head. The head of the bed was, there was a window and it looked out on this weird courtyard between in between the block. It, all the buildings had these courtyards because they were like donut sort of European style buildings. And there was a staircase. Because <laughs> of Europe. Yeah, because of <laughs> Europe. And there was a walkway right where a, a man could have stood at that window and looked at me the whole night. And it was lit up. There was a light out there. So it was all lit up the whole, the whole night. And I was paralyzed with fear because I knew there was a man standing at the head of my bed, basically looking in that window. And if I looked up and saw him, I would instantly go insane. And I just knew that was a fact. It wasn't even, it wasn't something I was imagining. It was just a fact that that man was standing there and I just felt it. So with my whole being felt that that was true. And that was, I think, and we're in this like brick stone building so it's already adding to the spookiness, you know, but that just, I just picture him still what I figure he looked like. Cause I did not look up the whole time. Obviously. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here one. I'm going, I'm going to be like the, uh, the irritating person that I am. No. Um, have you researched the history of the building? No, but that's a really good idea. Actually. <laughs> I never did. I never did. I should look up where we stayed. You it would be really hard to figure may out. May not be the first person to have that experience. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, which I think doesn't make it any less spooky. I think in in no, that, that, some ways, that's like a sign. <laughs> yeah, I really yeah. deny. I deny those <laughs> in myself. I deny those feelings. Good. I'm very. I feel like I'm very logical. I'm like the classical Virgo of just everything's no, explainable. Joe, you're, it's you're like I'm gonna rewrite this hostel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just open to things like that. And I think not like in a dippy way. Like I'm that person that's like, like people are like, Oh, like you said, Mercury was in retrograde. And I'm I'm just like, I'm just like, and it's not, it's like, I, I absolutely understand our human need to, to put things in place that give us guidance, that give us help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think to, to assess it, it sounds clinical and cold, but I don't mean it that way at all. It's like, I'm, that exact way. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Are we doing the Heart to Heart podcast? We are. Still? Oh, are and, we? And, yeah. and because of that, I think it's time for... Fuck. Pick <laughs> your <laughs> poke. I don't really have one for this. I don't either. Oh, my so, God. Um, it's a real shit week. And it's even shittier because I didn't want to fuck anybody in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, so the, But I, I'm going to pick for whatever reason. And I don't know Fred? what it is. I can't... Fred? It's Fred. I can't. I don't know what it is. Wait, is Fred the Fred's the host? The host. Okay. I Fred. It's I Fred. found yeah. him so weirdly attractive because his his zany antics are so charming. That's, I he love. Seems that. like he would be fun. Yeah, I love. Like that. he would be. He'd be a fun <laughs> fuck. But yeah, no, this was a dry episode for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wow. no, I'm picking Fred. I'm gonna okay. go with Fred. Okay. Joe. Am I next? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah, you are. Uh, God, I think I have to go with Fred as well. I totally like. <laughs> so it's kind of a tie between Fred and the priest for me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that bad? 
Look, wait, you guys keep saying priest. That guy's not a priest. He's the reverend. He was a reverend. Oh, yeah. reverend? Is there a difference? Yeah. I think in a sexy way, there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> if he takes his glasses off. No, he's kind of oh, I love the glasses. He's kind of cute. I did. I don't know. I. He's great. Yeah. Ellen, you got one? It's like, are we allowed to have a three-way? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, here we go. It's Michael Shingsworth. Uh-huh. Shilling, and Dr. Lorna Phelps. Ooh. I'm glad that I'm glad Dr. Lorna Phelps got a got a oh my a poke god! Mm-hmm. Like I'm not drawn to the the trance. Um, <laughs> the trance. She I looks. Was I was actually going to reference like just Nordic people in general, but that would be a lie. I feel like again, like I'm so heavy on the objectophilia. The pick my poke is not is not my. Mm-hmm. It's not right. mine. We yeah, appreciate no, you, you struggling right. through it every week. I like that you're 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 taking it outside of the box. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Lorna Phelps and the darkness of Michael, not Chillingsworth, but to me, Chillingsworth. Chillingsworth. Like, Shillingsworth. Shillingsworth. Yeah. Shillingsworth. Mm-hmm. It's like, is it a Shillingsworth? I'd pay a quid. Um, <laughs> the yeah, <laughs> I'd pay a quid. I'm torn. Oh my God. <laughs> it's it's like the the suit and the dress. That's the sweet spot for me. But for me, like the sweet spot is is spookiness. Like yeah. I yeah. I want to roll around uh, in satin sheets with spookiness. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like. It's Suspiria, it's Rosemary's Baby, it's everything. It is Argento, it mm. is autumn leaves scraping across the sidewalk, it's all of it. Yeah. Yes. So for me, like Haunted House, that's what I want to fuck. I want to mm. fuck all the Haunted Houses. Yep. All of the sense of place that you get with spookiness that mm. we've had since, you know, whatever, 1784 or something. It's like, yes, like... Yep. The idea of the reverberation of our existence in spaces. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Yep, I'm mm-hmm. on board. As far as objectophilia goes, I honestly had a sexual um, feeling for Jennifer's velvet mm-hmm. outfit. Like, yeah. I, I just mm-hmm. wanted to caress every yeah. seam of that. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to great. touch it so bad. I wanted to be in it. Yeah. Like, I... Oh, that, you guys. that was me too. Maybe the my velvet. poke is the velvet jumpsuit. Yeah, like that's fine. Because really, that I had the most um, physical reaction to. Yeah. Ooh, I have so many velvet jumpsuits. Oh wow! <laughs> and just today, even though I'm working not a lot, <laughs> um, I absolutely ordered more velvet because it's the season, right? Yeah, it yeah. Sure no is. one's gonna see it. I might order some velvet later. I think you should. Judging by how my bo- how much my boyfriend's into it. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to get into ratings. Okay, so knowing that this was Ellen's favorite episode. <laughs> it's okay. And knowing that it was our listeners' least favorite episode. Yeah. Which is so weird. I, yeah. It's, it's, well, I, I, mm. I kind of understand it. I'm not going, going to assume that I know anything about the people that are listening to our podcast podcast even the people that we talk to like i don't really know you um but i i'm very happy that i'm getting to know you 
and knowing that you didn't like this episode <laughs> was interesting to yeah. me. Yeah. That all of that said, this episode, if I had seen <clears throat> this when I was a kid, like if I had if it was on TV when I was a kid and I saw it, this would have been my favorite show mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had seen, if I had never seen Heart to Heart and didn't know anything about it, and I saw this episode this year, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would have been like, I have to watch this show. Um, I can't honestly say that it's a five for me because it wasn't spooky. It w- it had the spooky tropes. It did all the spooky mm. things, mm. but it was it was kind of comedic. But it was so comedic and did it so, like, <laughs> it did it so well mm-hmm. so that it's, it's a five. I'm giving it five oh, hearts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this episode. I love this episode. <laughs> I, I'm going to watch this episode over and over mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get a kick out of it every time. Mm-hmm. Gladys, I love Gladys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Lorna, what's her name? Faust? Phelps. Phelps. (laughs) It should have been Faust. And we get, let's rewrite corner. We have a bunch of names for you. It's so fun. It's so much fun. And as a child of Scooby-Doo, how Mm. can I not love this? Mm. It's so good. Mm. Also, uh, from a heart to heart perspective, (laughs) the dialogue between Jonathan and Jennifer was perfect. Yeah. Jennifer yeah. gave nothing but face yeah. the entire episode mm-hmm. and it was right. perfect. Jennifer served everybody. Yes. And I'm sorry, but when when Jennifer and Jonathan put on fake fangs to quote unquote <laughs> scare Max and he laughs genuinely at them, yeah. my whole heart exploded. Mm-hmm. How can I not say five fucking hearts? Yeah. This is five hearts. It's five hearts. Done. Mm. <laughs> Am I next? Yeah. I'm up? Okay. So there's a moment in this episode where they sit down to dinner after they've met all these crazy kooky characters. They go sit down to dinner and the camera is really shaky. It's handheld. It's handheld. Right, it's so great. And it's Jonathan and Jennifer, right? Talking mm-hmm. to each other as if they're right. in secret. As and if alone. I, I can't fun? really rationalize why. And I can't put into words exactly what it is, but this moment transcended heart to heart for me. It became mm-hmm. like art. It was so beautiful. I don't know why it was this moment, <laughs> but it, it, it's the shaky camera that goes back because I think it was just it put it put it into this more uh, avant garde like sort of hand done perspective where the rest of the show is trying to be this elegant. You know, I often get upset when they promise this really elegant thing and they don't deliver. <laughs> I get upset and that's the the downfall of some of the episodes in the past. This one, we were promised, we were, I don't know what we were promised. Actually, we were I don't promised really remember. a goofy time. A goofy a time. haunted house. We were promised a haunted right. house. And the they did this friends. handheld camera that really just brought it onto another level and I want to give it like a seven or eight hearts. I really want to <gasps> give it like the maximum <laughs> possible. I want to give it bonus hearts Holy because shit. I, I <gasps> it really felt like it transcended oh, the medium. It transcended the show. It transcended their, the archetypes that they were doing everything else. It was so 
amazing. You could tell every single actor was having a blast doing it. They were all having <laughs> so much fun. It was crazy. The writing is insane, but it works <laughs> so well. And it was really, really, really good. And I will definitely uh-huh. watch this one again. I will, I would highly recommend this to anybody. It was really oh good. Oh my God. And I was even confused. I've, you know, I was confused about what the fuck was going on, <laughs> but that didn't even matter to me because it was just so fun and it kept going and there was all this crazy shit happening. There were walls revolving with chairs. Yes. There was a trance. There was like, it was just a sense of Chillingsworth. There was a shitty author. <laughs> the dialogue between the hearts, Jennifer serving face, the outfits were so incredible. <laughs> the fact that they're just locked into this world with these people the the red herrings Mm. it was so good it was so good i loved it i loved it so much officially two hearts out of five (laughs) (laughs) no five out of Um, five definitely five out of five strong strong ass five out of five yeah it trans it really transcended it felt like it transcended It, it was such an art piece to me I don't know why exactly. Joe, it's so heartwarming to me to hear that because <laughs> I feel like Eric, I knew Eric would be on board mm-hmm. for the eight million time for something like uh-huh. Night Horrors, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just everything. Yeah. But I just think it's a terrific episode mm-hmm. in terms of a mystery perspective. It's a classic mystery. Mm-hmm. It's trope. Yep. Like from 17 whatever, like the gothic house mystery is a thing you know from 1927 with cat and the canary like the the haunted house is a cinematic trope as well so for me this is is it five hearts is that how high we go is that how high we go yeah how high would five? you go if you could did you say you would go seven i would go seven or eight as your elder i feel <laughs> i have to go harder i know 13 13 hearts i would go a thousand hearts I think it's pretty obvious that what we have on our hands mm-hmm. tonight <laughs> is a heart of gold. Heart of gold. It's shimmering in our faces. Heart of gold. This really, it, it is, it's it really is not besmirching like other heart to heart bands. No, I, I simply uh, love it and it, it speaks to me and it is beyond nostalgia. Like I, I yeah. simply love the availability like the accessibility and the cleverness of this episode yeah that is something i wanted to bring up i and i know this might be one of the things that that the critics of this episode would cite um is the tropes the tropes of haunted house the tropes of horror movies um all those things but how i see that and one of the reasons that i am such a horror fan is that it is a shared language that we mm-hmm. all speak, whether we want to or not, yeah. like whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. this is a language we all understand. Mm-hmm. Sure. And this, it was illustrated perfectly. Like yeah. it was really done. I mean, it's, it is corny. It is cheesy. Mm-hmm. It's so goofy, but oh my God, what a joy. Like I just, I just <laughs> felt nothing but joy. Yeah. The entire time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that, and that's why I like horror. It's why I like all of these things. We, we share this experience and I think that we shouldn't shut ourselves off from sharing the experience. Yeah, I agree. Even if it might scare you, I think it's important to like feel it, 
You're mm-hmm. feeling the same thing that everyone is feeling. What a neat thing. Like we don't often get that. We usually get it with anger mm-hmm. or, or, you know, th- you know, things that aren't pleasant. And I know that for some people being scared is not pleasant. And I know that it is for me in a, in a certain respect. <laughs> and this episode was so scary. But in a, yeah, it was terrifying. <laughs> but like, I, th- I think it's, I think it's important to acknowledge when we are sharing an experience and this illustrates that shared experience, but that doesn't diminish it no. at all. Yeah. Like it, it, to me, we, we're, we're giving, we're given characters that we already love. Yeah. Jonathan and Jennifer Hart mm-hmm. and yeah. Max. Yeah. And freeway. And we get to, <laughs> we get to experience <laughs> them in this particular language. And mm-hmm. I think that's so neat yeah and how jennifer is just out of it the whole time she's like that she plays herself and jonathan experiencing that woman going into the trance dr lorna phelps how he reacts to it is so jonathan and it's so (laughs) realistic and it makes it adds right jonathan's just like grumpy yeah Yeah, totally (laughs) right he's like grumpy suspicious Mm -hmm. dad and that's a consistent thread i love that so ellen Mm -hmm. what are we doing Mm -hmm. next Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. Hang on. Hang on. Okay. Originally airing January 29th, 1980. Wait for it. Which way? Freeway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Freeway. Freeway. Right. Finally, mm-hmm. our hero gets a chance. <laughs> our Hamlet gets a chance. <laughs> Freeway runs away with a gun used to murder a wealthy neighbor. (laughs) Oh my God. Wait. That's not what I was expecting at all. Does he rob a bank? I can't. What the fuck? I cannot wait to see that shot. <laughs> Freeway now. Okay, okay. Hearts get involved in capturing the killer and intercepting a multi-million dollar jewelry shipment. Oh, Ooh, my god. Oh god. That sounds amazing. I'm uh, buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'm so ready for that. I'm of course, so, the so hearts get involved. That. They're such busybodies; mm-hmm. they're always getting involved. Yeah, like they aren't going to get involved. Yeah. The hearts get involved. <laughs> they're looking into things always. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, my stomach hurts from laughing. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you all for listening to this, to our drunken ramblings. Yeah. About uh, this wonderful episode, Night Horrors, uh, and also I know that a lot of you will have. Uh, uh, very different opinions. <laughs> well, you'll have you'll have different opinions on this episode, and yeah. please voice them. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know what you didn't like about this episode. Yeah. If you feel like it, like let us know. Mm. Let us know your thoughts on this one. Uh, we, I swear to God, we're not gonna we're not gonna be assholes about it. We we yeah. just want to know. know. We just want to know. It's it, I find all of this interesting. Uh. But uh, again, please uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It was murder pod. You can email us at it was murder at gmail.com. Yeah. Please, please, please rate and review us on Apple uh, podcasts. 
Um, and just give us five stars and say whatever you want to say. Oh, and and just because of when this is coming out, this this is coming out on Tuesday, October 27th. Tomorrow oh. night, tomorrow night is the Wanawari fundraiser house party, which is a virtual house party. Um, you can find out information on it at wanawari.org. It's W-A-N-A-W-A-R-I.org. Uh, and just click on the house party link. Wanawari. Uh, my band Pink Lotion, we created a 40-minute video <laughs> with some new music. It's so and it's really good. funny it's... and it's 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 amusing. Yeah. I think you'll be amused by it. <laughs> but uh uh you can you can register to be involved in this for free. Uh and then your donations are extremely appreciated. Also, a lot of our friends are a part of this. Uh, Tariq Abdullah is doing a cooking demonstration. Oh, I'm so excited. It's at 6.30. Yes, at 6.30. um, I can't wait. For those of you that have zero connection to us in our real (laughs) lives, this would be a really really good peek into the art and culture of the Seattle area, particularly the Seattle area people of color. And I think you should just take a look. Check it out. You won't regret it. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, can you trust me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> can you trust but, any of us? Yeah, but like, listen to, to Eric. He has such a sweet voice. And I'm, Joe and my, I just sound sort of like drugged valley girls. Yeah. Well, we're also sensible. Like, okay. We have sensible voices. It's like, whatever. <laughs> like, if you don't like us, then like, mm. uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and until, until next time. We have to say to our friend who was not afraid of 1931 Bela Lugosi Dracula, good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, freeway.